Okay, so we are going to continue with the War of the Worlds on chapter five. First, we have some vocabulary to go over. So heavy firing of guns, that means the soldier's guns. A silent wife means my wife who did not say anything. Driving is fast moving. When you drive, you're moving fast. Thunder burst around my ears. That means the storm was loud and powerful. Clattered is made a noise. It's usually a loud noise if something clatters. Was thrown is another way to say fell in this case. Pushed on toward was able to escape and go. So if he pushed on toward home, it means he was able to escape and go home. Blinded by means could not see very well because of. If you're blinded, you can't see. If there's a light flashing right in your eyes, you can't see well. Task of all is thing to do. So that was the hardest task of all in the storm means that was the hardest thing to do in the storm. He was quite dead. That means he had been dead for a while. And then my head was full of huge metal monsters. In that sentence, they're trying to say, I could not stop thinking about the Martians. His head was full of these thoughts. Then before you move on to chapter six, I want you to think about some comparisons. So reread page 35 and look at the picture on page 36. How was the new monster different from the other monsters? And then I also want you to think about the character's point of view. So the wife was silent at dinner. She was quiet. She wasn't speaking. Why do you think she wasn't happy to be away from the Martians? And then you can look ahead to pages 39 and 42. And then think about... Um, who the narrator invites into his house, okay? So those are some things to think about before you start reading chapter five and chapter six, all right? Enjoy. The narrator goes back home to return the horse. A huge monster almost attacks him. He escapes and goes back to his house. So they are setting the scene for chapter five. The heavy firing of guns stopped suddenly. The road was peaceful. We got to Leatherhead by nine o'clock. The trip went well. The horse had a rest. I had dinner with cousins and a silent wife. Then I left for home. The horse and cart had to be back by midnight. I would keep my promise. As I got near Woking, I could see a red glow. Driving storm clouds mixed with black and red smoke. All at once, I saw a green light falling through the sky. It landed in a nearby field. It was the third falling star. More Martians. But then the storm began. Lightning flashed. Thunder burst around my ears. Soaking wet, I drove on as fast as I could. And then I saw a new monster. How can I describe it? Huge, taller than many houses. It walked with big steps on three long legs, smashing trees with each step. 
Its metal body clattered as it walked. Steel ropes swung from its sides. The clatter mixed with the sound of thunder. Then suddenly, a second metal monster appeared. It looked just like the first. It was rushing toward me. I tried to turn out of the way. I pulled the horse's head hard to the right. Too hard. The cart turned over. It fell upon the horse. I was thrown into a pool of water. I crawled right out and hid in some bushes. The horse lay still. Poor thing. It was dead. In another moment, the monster walked right by me. It kept going. Then it was gone. But I could hear it calling to the first monster. Alu! Alu! I was soaking wet. I needed to find someplace dry and safe. I saw a small hut. I banged and banged at the locked door, but there was no answer. So I crawled into the woods. The monsters did not see me. Hidden by the trees, I pushed on toward home. If I had been thinking clearly, I would have gone back to Leatherhead, to my wife. But I was wet, tired, and blinded by the storm. All I could think of was home. But I still had a hill to climb. That was the hardest task of all in the storm. Near the top, I stepped on something soft. A flash of lightning showed me a pair of boots. It was a man. I turned him over. He was quite dead. A second lightning flash showed me his face. It was the landlord of the Spotted Dog Inn. He would never again need the horse and cart I had used. I felt sad, but I kept going. At last, I saw my own house. Once inside, I quickly locked the door. I felt safer now. I sat down on the stairs. My head was full of huge metal monsters and the dead face of the landlord of the do spotted dog. I shook all over. Okay, so for chapter six, we have a little more vocab. Red glare means a red light coming from the pit. To and fro is an old-fashioned way to say around or to and from. A sharp smell of burning was in the air. That means the air smells like smoke. Hissed means hay. They wiped us out. That means the Martians killed all of the other soldiers. Cry it out is a way to say cry about what had happened until he was done. So he said, I let him cry it out. That means he let him cry about what happened until he was done crying. Scared out of my wits means I could not think or move because I was so afraid. Left standing means he was left alive. And got, in this case, the heat ray got the town. It means it hit or destroyed the town. And then some more things to think about. Could you summarize what happened in pages 40 to 41? How did the soldier survive? Look at those pages and tell me, how did the soldier survive? And then number two, I want you to think about uh, this. So the narrator wondered if the Martians were inside the machines. But what do you think will happen if the Martians drive the machines? And then you can look ahead. 
Where does the narrator go next? You can read pages 43 to 45 to find out in chapter 7. Next up, we will read chapter 6. The narrator is trying to figure out what happened to the town. A soldier is, a soldier is hiding in his garden. He comes in and tells his own story about the Martians. So that is setting us up for chapter 6, The War of the Worlds. At last, I went to my room and put on dry clothes. I drank a little water and sat by the window. The tall college towers were gone. Now I could see the area around the pit. It was lit by a strange red glare. Huge, dark shapes moved to and fro. They looked very busy. The whole countryside nearby seemed to be on fire. Flames were everywhere. A sharp smell of burning was in the air. Yellow boxes were lying near the railroad tracks. What could they be? Then I knew. A wrecked train. I watched those busy shapes near the pit. Were they Martians? Were they machines? Was a Martian inside each one? Then I thought of human machines. How would they seem to a smart monkey? All this was not so different. Only we humans were the monkeys this time. I heard a scraping sound and saw a soldier in my garden. Hist, said I in a whisper. Who is there? He whispered back. Where are you going? I asked. Trying to hide, he said. Come into my house. I let him in. Then I locked the door again. What has happened? I asked. They wiped us out, he said. Just wiped us out. Sit down, I said. He did. Then his head went down on the table. He began to sob like a little boy. That means cry really heavily. I let him cry it out. When he stopped, he told me his story. He had been with a large group of soldiers, shooting at some Martians. During the battle, the soldier's horse tripped and fell on him. He fell into a hole. At that same moment, the heat ray hit everyone around him. He was the only soldier left alive. The hole had saved him. I had hurt my back, he said. I lay still a long time, scared out of my wits. And with the front part of the horse on top of me, at least I got up. Then I saw that, that not a man or a horse was left standing. Every bush and tree around was burning. It was horrible. Later, he went on, the heat ray got the town too. Did you see any other people? I asked him. Yes, he said. I saw a few, burned, hurt, in a panic. The poor soldier had not eaten all day. I found some food. We ate in darkness. We were afraid that the Martians would see the light. 